Welcome to the Lo-Fi Podcast Podcast. We had a microphone uh, pass on about five seconds ago, and so we're using one normal microphone and one ghetto microphone. Yep. You're pretty close to that microphone. Actually, I'm going to turn your volume up a okay. little bit because Whoa. my ghetto microphone, you're going to talk. Okay, because a couple minutes ago, you're like turning me down and then back up. And, and I then was like making out with his mic. You, you really I, were. Seriously, like you were all sitting there and then cupping the hands thing. And uh, I still am very, very close. <laughs> There's no pea shield on this. I should grab the foam thing. There's no like... Oh, that, okay, that's good podcast. Oh yeah, good right there. get some spit action right there. And yeah, I'm I'm already like I already brought up Amazon. I'm like, oh, look, <clears throat> could I get to replace this? And I'm like, nothing. Oh no. No, I mean there's stuff. I'm okay, just, like, just not the price that you like, huh? This one's they're all USB. Oh. No, my USB. Oh, oh. Oh, we have an O. Oh. Hey, listeners. Um, we will send you an autographed copy of one page of my notes for $170. Oh, he's got some good hand... No, no, you really don't. That's a road mic. It looks but, nice. I don't know. Does our handwritten? I, well, no, I was Is just looking at how nice graph? your handwriting was. And it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got nice hand... No, no. I can't tell if that's a parentheses begin or the word or a C. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but, but not having... I mean, having bad handwriting, I think, makes it more valuable. I mean, I think if you have nice, pretty handwriting, I think it actually makes it less valuable than, than if it's like, looks like that stuff right there. You know, it's a combo of print and cursive. I'm, well, really, I'm really anxious to see what this sounds like when we, <laughs> when I go back and master it. When, when I was in high school, um, they actually always told me that um, I needed to get a computer, become a doctor or drop out because uh, my <laughs> handwriting was that bad. And then in college, I failed at least one course due to my handwriting. You know, that's back when they had, like, blue books and things like that. Oh, I remember. Uh, I had a history teacher that made us do that. Mm-hmm. That was awful. So C.S. C. Lewis was the class that I failed. He's like, I was like, well, how did I fail this test? He's like, I can't read your handwriting. I was like, well, can I read it to you? Can, like, I type it out? He's like, no, we don't type things here. And I was like, but, but, but uh, I was like, college. then is there any reason for me to come to class? He's like, no, probably not. I was like, all right, well, then. That's my washer. Oh, I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> um, lots of new noises. Hey, here's one for 30 bucks. I wonder if it's any good. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch them. I'm accomplishing three things at once here. Yeah, he's right. Not multi. I guess that'd still be multitasking. Hey, they show uh, GarageBand oh. in, the, in the preview for it. Ooh, so that means that like it must be GarageBand approved. Yeah, approved. That's, that's some lo-fi... Or they who would, who would record with GarageBand? That stuff's junk. Yeah, I know. Um, that's not what we use, is it? Yeah, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. I mean, no, we use uh, we use Reaper and uh, Pro Tools. Uh, we're all Pro Tools here. Because he's, huh. he's got this nice little Apple Mac or, or uh, nice little Apple laptop, and I got what nice little Lenovo. I, I mean, I don't want to. You know, ruin anyone's day, but this laptop is my work laptop. Yeah, this laptop's my work laptop, too. I better quit looking at microphones. We will never talk about... All right, so Deuteronomy. Dude, I just like... Um, I took the wave between us and yours is all like... Like a Geiger counter. Not a Geiger counter. That means you're radioactive. Like Sweet. what are those things called that measure earthquake? A Richter scale. Yours is like crazy. Mine is like barely a tremor on the I, ocean I, I, floor. I, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still stuck on me being radioactive and me being the hawk, right? Are you a... 
Uh, basically, gamma rays. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What if so I, if talk I turn this into close? the Hulk tonight? Then you guys will be first. You you get to hear it first. Well, actually, no, because by the time this gets released, it'll already be on the news, and I'll be in like some like Avengers prison or something. Yeah. Or I would be invited to be part of the Avengers, and when trouble comes, here comes me. I mean, they like, paid your bills. Hmm. If they pay your bills, yeah, yeah, I'd do it. Okay. Super. Yeah, I, I hey, would. oh man, this is this is why people tune out. I know. Do they really? I, though? I almost stopped a car thief. Well, I guess I did stop a car thief the other night. Like you, scared him away. Like what? three in really? the morning. Like my wife went got up to go to the bathroom and she looked out the window and saw a guy across the street and she thought it was a neighbor's kid because he's like, he's either like a senior in high school, freshman in college age. I'm uh-huh. not sure. Um, and before y'all, like, you don't know your neighbors. Like, dude, he doesn't live there the whole time. It's his dad's place. But she thought it was him. And then she realized he was like, w- like he went up to our neighbor's car. It's parked in the street. Tried the door handles. And they started walking up our driveway. What? She like comes and gets me. And she's like, there's somebody coming up. And I'm like, like one of those like, yeah, okay, honey. Yeah, kind of roll back to sleep. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> so I, uh, I run outside. It's raining. It was still warm. <laughs> okay. It's like the last warm day. And uh, I run outside bare feet in the rain, and I see this guy, like, uh, another couple of houses down, like, tugging on door handles. And oh. instead of, I should have, like, called the cops and been like, hey, you know, like, hey, I'm watching this guy. But instead, I get out there, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And the guy, like, takes off running. He's, like, wearing, like, all black. He has, like, a black mask on. He runs like a cartoon kid. I mean, it looks so fake. Like, oh. I'm like, I could have caught this dude. And I'm so I get in my car. I have to go back in the house, find my keys, get my car. And I'm trying to drive around and find this guy like at 3 a.m. <laughs> and uh, my wife at that point has already called the police. So there's like, I'm probably saw four or five police cars Whoa. like just going by. One of the cops was like mugging me. Like I could see him looking like, who's that I'm the one that car? called the cops. And like, my wife called the Well, we talked to the, okay. I talked to the one cop. She pulled in our driveway when I was pulling back in. She was pulling out. But it was just like, like this is like the second time like I chased somebody away like in the last like week. Like we had another person like trying to scam people, and I chased them out of the neighborhood. Kind of the same thing. I think I yelled like, "Can I help you?" or something. And like, it's like, man, I missed my calling to be Batman. Seriously, like, like I, why am I doing this podcast? Now you, I just, could be out fighting crime. See, now you just need a suit, though. You know, Halloween's over. Like, I mean, they Ooh, gotta be like be what cheap. half price at least, right? Dude, like ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway. you have like the little like you can like sport the abs all the time. Then you know, oh, yeah, get the ones where have the little so- six pack abs and. Real, uh, no, no, Batman, that's nine-pack abs. Oh, nine-pack abs, You haven't okay. seen Lego Batman, have you? Oh, no, I haven't seen Lego Batman. Dude, you need to get a boy. He looked like he annoyed me, though. Like, Oh, dude, it's... The Lego Batman guy? Like, I'm It's a three-star movie. It's not a five-star. It's okay. a three-star. Okay. It, so, it is, however, better than it has any right to be. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. I looked at that like, no, that that's just going to annoy me. I, I don't love Batman, but but I don't dislike him that much. So I was like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, watch well, it. you have to watch the Lego movie to get an idea of his personality. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the Lego movie. Okay, so you know how he is in there. Yeah. Okay. Then put that in the Batman movie. Okay. It's pretty good. Okay. But. All right. All right. So anyway, I don't know what that yeah. has to do with Deuteronomy, other than. Nope, got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, so Deuteronomy 22, we just finished the Ten Commandments um, after about nine months of Ten Commandments. 
Our original goal was to get through the Ten Commandments much quicker than that. We're like, yeah. Your original goal, I knew it would take a while. <laughs> I was like, dude, we could do a week on each commandment. I was surprised we got two some weeks. Yeah, but you still thought that like we would get through much quicker, though, than we did. Yeah, there were a couple. I was like, well, murder can't be that long. <laughs> or kill, do not kill. I was going to say murder was like a week or so. I don't even know. It was. I, can't, I think it might have been on its own. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. Wow, we're, we're, we're bad with that. We're bad. So I don't know if we'll get to the schma today, um, although I was studied up on the schma. That's going to be a lot of fun when we get there. But, um, is that your washer again? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, all right. We're behind the curtain here. There's a washing machine. Okay, so yeah. did you want to? What are you gonna read? So, because if uh, I use my mic, it could be even worse than normal. All right, so I'm gonna start off with Deuteronomy 6 22 through 27. How about you start with five? Because we haven't gotten that far in six yet. Oh, just kidding. I'm going to start off with 5, chapter 5, verse 22 through 27. Um, the goal is to at least get through 6-3 tonight um, and then get through the Shema, which is um, Hero Israel 6-4, but uh, I don't think we're, ooh, I don't know if we're going to have time. I'm to go gone and now. Go we're not making it. Through okay, yeah. <laughs> ah, I was so excited. Though. I was like, yes. We're already eight minutes in. Okay, crap. All right. Well, let's 22 it. Right. So 522, these words, the Lord spoke to all your assembly. Um, these words uh, referring to the Ten Commandments. At the mountain, out of the midst of the fire, the cloud and the thick darkness with a loud voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them on two tablets on of stone and gave them to me. And as soon as you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And you said, Behold, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness, <clears throat> and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. This day we have seen God speak with man, and man still live. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume, will consume us. I just lost my spot. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God... Our God, any more we shall die. For who is there of all flesh that has heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of fire as we have and still and has still lived? Go near and hear all that the Lord our God will say and speak to us all that the Lord our God will speak to you and you will hear and do it. All right, so what did you, what did you get out of this this week? Or... All right, sorry, I was adjusting more levels. We're good. Okay. <laughs> um. I was paying attention to everything you said, I swear. Okay. <laughs> so what did chapter 4 say? Uh, chapter 4? Yeah, okay. I was just wondering, making sure you're still on, like, on man, chapter 5 We already did us. that. We're done okay. with the 4s. Okay. So 522 through 27, what'd you get? Uh, I mean, actually, there's not... Okay, so we might get to the Shema. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't have a ton over some of this. Um, everyone's like, what's a Shema? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. You will see. Spoiler alert. Um, the, just a few things... Um, which you already kind of hit on the one, like when he says these words, he's referring to the Ten Commandments. Um, what I liked about that, especially if you go back in 22, it says these are the words spoken in all your assembly. The Lord spoke to all your assembly. Is There is a... Um, it's like a clear understanding that these are the words that God spoke, not the words that Moses made up. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of draws into the proof of that by saying, you know, or by talking about how like amazing the presence of God is to the fact that like people are like, no, we don't want to hear from him anymore because our brains are going to explode and we need somebody else to listen because it hurts kind of thing. So there's um, uh, a sense of like finality and a sense of permanence to the words. Like there isn't, I think he even says in, is it 22? Um, he says that don't change. Like, <clears throat> Uh, and he added no more. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, once again, putting that finality. Like, we're not 
these aren't up for debate. These aren't up for loopholes or these aren't up for other, you know, uh, what do you call it? I got no words tonight. The mic threw me off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, there is no, uh, the, these, there's no negotiation. Like, this is the, this is the law. This is how it is. God said it, not Moses. There's no room to, like, Moses isn't an arbitrator between God and the people. He is just the mouthpiece. He's mm-hmm. the prophet. He's, He's not like uh, like we would think of like an ambassador that would like say, "Hey, I'm here to negotiate on behalf of my country." It's more like, "No, I'm just delivering what God said, and there's no room to switch around." It seems like it's a pretty big deal, kind of the way that it's communicated. I mean, out of the fire, the cloud, and the deep darkness. Um, I mean, I think again, I, I think it does a great job of kind of showing the importance of these these Ten Commandments. I kind of like these words. It's, I think that's like the, the standard way of how like, um, or the Hebrew kind of standard of, of how the Ten Commandments are, are kind of focused on. It's not like, I think we get like a, a wrong perspective of commandments and people freak out and go, well, I had to do that. Um, and so I like the, the, the words, these words. Um, but even if it was just seen as commandments, I just think that as we've talked about the past couple weeks, just the impact that they have on society and our lives just shows really how awesome these are. And I think that verse 22 through 27 kind of reiterates the importance um, of these Ten Commandments or these words. Um, It reiterates where they came from. Um, And um, yeah, just kind of, I mean, them coming from God and and how they were delivered. and, And they're not really something that we're supposed to ignore. Yeah, that's definitely huge. Um, I think a huge thing for us to remember. I was going to say, I guess kind of the part B I pull out of this is, uh, and I talked about it before, like um, like there's a sense of surprise by the people that they're hearing their God's voice because mm-hmm. like uh, nobody else lays claim as an assembly of people being addressed by their God in that time. So right. that, you know, it's like the Baals and the Asherahs and all the Egyptian gods and stuff like that were not, speaking to large assemblies of people, but here God is speaking to an assembly of people and it's blowing their minds in more ways than one. Um, the second way being that they are, uh, you know, overwhelmed by what they're, they're seeing and hearing. It's like, it's just a, a testament to like how fragile humanity is compared to being in the presence of God. Like you can't, I guess I got to quit saying seeing because they're not seeing God, but they're hearing God and there's no way that they're getting, um, uh, just as voice alone is enough to like cause a, you know, they're overwhelmed. I mean, just by, by their presence of God, it cause like an aneurysm, right? "Ah, Even just by his voice, stop, stop. And, and, and they cause call Moses to go ahead and mediate for, for them. I mean, we can't even continue to do it. We need, we need Moses to kind of intervene and, and play that mediator, mediator. Yeah, that word. Right. Uh, (laughs) The meteor, their meteor meteor roles. Um, How'd you like to be? Well, I remember Moses, uh, when he first receives the law, he comes down off the mountain and his face is, well, we didn't read this to our people. Um, but his face is glowing and they're like, all right, Moses, cover that thing. Cause we can't talk to you. And all Moses saw was like the, you know, the hem of his garment kind of thing. So it's, it's insane to think that we, I guess going into kind of another route, it's insane to think that we often will like shake our fist at God, mm-hmm. like that we'll like, you know, 
be like, how dare you? Or even like when we see something like that, like in a movie, I remember, um, uh, was it the Simpsons? I used to watch a lot of that. And like, there's a point where like Marge Simpson is like yelling at God and because like the little girl, Lisa's cat dies and she's like, that's how you deal with bullies. And I'm like, man, <laughs> and that's how you get like struck dead. Like Ananias, like an mm-hmm. ax, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Like, uh, it's a cartoon. So that's how the creator gets struck dead. I don't, um, yeah, um. but it, it's just one of those, uh, oh, I hit the stupid play button on my watch again. Sorry. Did you get one? You get an iPhone. No, it's a Garmin. That's oh, okay. The oh. Okay. Man, I love to take every opportunity to slam the iPhone. Right, go on ahead. I like it though. Especially the I iPhone like 10. It. Nope. Would you spend $1,300? No, right. it's $1,200. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. You got to get a case. Uh, <laughs> or $1,300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. Anyway, uh, we'll get to idols next week. Oh, wait. Yeah. Already been the idols. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole idea that. Uh, God is actually not some trivial thing that we should mock. It's not some little tiny puny God like that you would imagine, but that he's this big, powerful, amazing God that you don't, uh, you know, uh, I'll say this like some, I'm all over the place now, like reading like, like Job and um, we, we do have like an ability uh, under grace that lets us ask God question why you know what why is this happening why are you letting this happen or um even in some cases to blame like god this is you it's all you you know um and in his grace he restores us and you know lets us know sometimes it's something that happens because of sin or because we have an enemy that's affecting us it's not necessarily like god you know pushing us through a trial but sometimes it's us going through you know still the washer that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you guys can't hear it on the recording, but his washing machine's in the background, and it's uh, he's apparently washing a bag of bricks. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, um, it's sometimes the enemy attacking us, and we're going through a trial because of that. It, it, but if we think of how amazing and powerful God is, we might be a little bit less quick to shake our fist mm-hmm. at him or to... Um, belittle him or to belittle his power. I mean, well, I, I think there's that aspect of fear um, that that we forget, and I think there's there's reverence in that fear. Where yes, I, I think in our current Christian culture, um, we have this idea of you know God's our friend, and you get the buddy God or whatever all the different versions of God is, and <laughs> and and we really for <laughs> we really forget the. And we forget that we're supposed to to still go before God as our king with reverence mm-hmm. um, and fear, not like the the bad fear, like um, I, I fear this or whatever, but but a fear of knowing that that to enter the presence of God, to to be anywhere in his presence or to hear his voice um, really can cause us to tremble with with reverence and fear over God's majesty, his power, and again, kind of what you're talking about, what he can do. And it kind of seems like that, that what the Israelites are experiencing specifically in this passage is, is, is that fear of God as they experience his presence um, in a way that's beyond what they can handle or, or almost what they want to handle because of, I guess, yeah, um, 
I wonder what that would look like today if we would be able to experience that. But, but anyway, what, what was but, there, your story? Funny you should say that. Oh, okay. Is this Segway. your story? Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, um, Not even planned. When I was first, uh, I started volunteering at a church uh, many, many years ago. And there's a uh, youth director, and we we're just kind of talking about the the personhood of God. So what's it, you know, what is God like on the relational level and stuff like that? And she said, um, what, what it was something that's on the order of like, what do you need in your life? What kind of person do you need in your life? Because that's like who God can be to you. And at the time, I was like, well, well, you know, he's kind of like a friend, chills on the couch, like you know, we can just talk, you know, stuff like that. It was it was completely neutering <laughs> I mean, it was like to take all it took like all the bite out of god and um as i remember going forward her along with some other people um got into uh what else they are false prophets um and would t- these false prophets would talk a lot about like well god said to me and god met with me and god you know over and over and it's like None of these guys had the story that often accompanies a visit from God in the Bible. There was no great fear, trembling. Their faces didn't glow. Um, you know, there's this kind of, it was very, like, on the same level with God. Like, God's a man and I'm a man. And we got together and talked. And he mm-hmm. spoke audibly to me. And there's no, <clears throat> there's never any, like, I thought I was going to die kind of stuff. So I guess that's just, it's not really a story, more of just kind of like personal antidote of things that I often wondered about okay. when people would say stuff like that. But I do remember somebody asked me, like, it, it kind of uh, Talladega Nights. Have you ever seen that? I have, yes. Yes. No, I'm not recommending it. Okay. So before you go off and watch it, like, it wasn't me who said, go watch it. Right. <laughs> but there's a there's a couple of scenes in there where they're talking about who Jesus is. Oh, yeah. And one guy's like, oh, do you think of him as a baby? Like the baby Jesus. The other guy's like, I think he's like a homeless guy. And it's like all that does is just like neuter the mm-hmm. power of God. It just takes it and belittles it and mocks it. And I think that can echo the same like in the secular world, Talladega Nights, um, internet posts, celebrities, cartoons, movies that talk about God one way. Um, <clears throat> um, even like the movie Bruce Almighty. No, yes. It's like, okay, so he met with God, and it is kind of explained in there a little bit, like, why he takes the form of Morgan Freeman. But, like, if I was comparing that to biblical accounts, Morgan Freeman would have still, like, you know, had a more profound... There would not be any doubt in Bruce's mind that that's who God was. Yeah. It wouldn't be done with a bunch of parlor tricks and a bunch of... It'd be like going forth in the majesty of God kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah. so what, what does that look like then? So, I mean, how is it that, that we should talk about God? And I mean, I think sometimes we even forget that, that Jesus, although being the son of God is God, I mean, how should, what, what should that look like in, in our own daily contemplations, reflection, and even in our, our personal relationship with God, because although we get those different pictures of who God is, um, whether that be in a wedding ceremony, whether that be as a friend, whether that be as a savior and, and all of those, um, w- what should that look like when, when we talk about God and when we speak with God um, and, and even when we reflect on, on who God is 
whether that be as the father or even as, as, as the son, or maybe, you know, through the Holy Spirit, you know, every aspect of, of our understanding of who God is, how is it that, that you feel that we should approach God or, or end up relating with him or speaking of him, um, knowing that we have those multiple pictures of God, but also remembering that, that we have this Deuteronomy picture of God or Exodus picture of God that that is God and that many people go, well, that's the Old Testament God. Mm. Well, personally, I don't believe there's an Old and a New Testament God. I believe that there's God. And so that that should all fit into our picture and our understanding of who he is and even how we should relate with him. So I know that's not a small question, yeah. but it's it's a large thought. And I'm just kind of curious on, on what you think about that kind of coming out of what you were just talking about. And I'm like, uh, let me get my chart. Okay. I'm draw a picture, and then I'm like, well, people can't see my picture. Wait, that is a flannel graph. Uh, I, how oh, old yeah, are stay, you? Stay still a minute. I got more. Um, so... Uh, first of all, like defining or trying to understand the Trinity to the greatest extent you can um, is very, very difficult. Um, so we talk about three persons, one God, um, Father, Son, and Spirit. One thing that I like a lot of people try and use, you know, kind of imperfect uh, symbols like a clover or an egg to try and define the Trinity, and it's still not all those are going to come up short. Like any, any example I give is probably going to come up short. Uh, but one thing to remember is that we do have three distinct persons. So we have God, the father, uh, who is God, the father, and who is not Jesus. However, God, the father is God as Jesus is God, but Jesus is not God, the father, but Jesus is God. And then we have the Holy spirit who is not God, the father, and who is not Jesus. And both God the Father and Jesus are not the Holy Spirit. However, they still make up God. If that, so it's very hard to display that, like I said, without... I don't think there's anybody that can do it perfectly. And I have, like, one go-to chart that I use that I draw over and over that I can't draw here. I mean, maybe that can be something in... in show notes kind right. of Right. And, and I know that we've been kind of talking about in the future of kind of... Oh, adding yeah, yeah. adding kinda... some extra additional oh, YouTube type stuff, and and that's kind of I don't know if I'm I'm throwing that stuff out before we're ready, but but I know that we've been discussing how it is that we can kind of integrate YouTube into to some visuals of yeah. Deuteronomy and some of the other things, and, and we've also I mean not a spoiler alert, but we've also talked about doing like some short. 15-minute podcasts mm -hmm. for stuff. I don't think the Trinity would be a... No, no. Uh, that'd be YouTube. But yeah, we're looking at... That could be something we can definitely explore with the YouTube aspect. And, and I think also as we get into kind yeah, of the... do it. And kind <laughs> of as we get into the Trinity aspect, I think that can definitely get into hero... When we get into the Shema, hero is Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You've just been wanting to read that for three weeks. I, I meant you don't even under, you don't even know. I'm like, yes! So, so we, but anyway... Uh, yeah, really quick, Max. So we got to understand the, the distinct persons of the Trinity... Um, and we need to understand that also with that, one is not more holy than the other, and one is not less holy than the other. However, I would, I would argue that our primary communication tends to be with the Son. Um, it tends to be with Jesus. It does, because I think a lot of us think of him as, as he is the mediator between us and the Father. And I think it's very common for us to pray um, 
not that one's more effective than the other or that like we should be praying to God the Father over the Son or praying to the Son over the Father because we see uh, examples of both in the New Testament and in Matthew, it's praying this way, our Father in heaven, you know, <clears throat> so on and so forth. But I think to um, uh, to take a flippant approach to it is dangerous, and I think you need to have a reverent approach, whether you're, you know, regardless of who you're addressing in the Trinity. <laughs> um, and I think that a lot of times we lose that reference, um, whether it's intentional or not. I guess I'm, you kind of caught me on the edge of that question. No research done. Sorry. Um, I, this was a, an unplanned. So some of, some of the things that we do is really our original heart was to kind of go ahead and start. We'd read scripture, we'd get into yeah. it and, and we'd, we'd treat it like a discussion. Like, like if we're, we're just hanging out cause we both like talking about the Bible. And so when that happens, sometimes questions come out that, that, that aren't pre-planned. And, and actually a lot of our questions come out that aren't pre pre-planned. We just, we study ahead of time and we come together and we're like, all right, let's talk. And, and you know, we get our notes and, you, uh, know, you know, it's a little bit different because yeah. we, we, we got to fill the space as well. So it's not much, much downtime, but, but well, so, oh, so, okay. So to, since that gave me a second to gather some thoughts, okay, cool. I think a few things. One, um, I believe that spiritual gifts like prophecy, um, still exist. I'm not a cessationist and we just lost half of our subscribers. I was going to say, can you now describe cessationalist? Okay. Um, so I believe that there's no differentiation between uh, miraculous gifts mentioned in the Bible. So prophecy, healing, speaking in tongues, um, and more mundane gifts, hospitality, exhortation, uh, I can't think of any more boring ones, <laughs> <laughs> preaching and teaching. I don't believe that there's a differentiation that some gifts are... Uh, no longer practiced today, and some gifts are. I believe that uh, all the gifts were given for all time. Uh, that being said, with the office of prophets... And so let, let me just very quickly help to define. So what you're saying is there's no contrast um, or there's no ending. So there's no difference between the the gifts that were given to the, the apostles um, and, and where some people believe that, that those gifts died when the apostles died, right. you believe that those gifts still continue to exist um, in our culture today as they did from the apostles onward. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Now, I am also a... Uh, that belief is called continuationism, mm -hmm. and I am what uh, some would regard as a continuationist with a seatbelt. Um, I believe that there is a proper operating of the gifts, and I believe that... Um, it grieves the spirit to operate out of that realm. Um, I, so I'm is, not I'm not 100% Pentecostal or charismatic okay. when it comes to, I believe that there's a, an order that is needed. Um, and I have a friend who's the reverse of me, but basically the same thing. He calls himself a, uh, a cessationist with an eject button. Okay. Like he's he's like, yeah, I don't believe they're that common, but when they do happen, I'm ready to say, yeah, that was of God. Okay. Um, where I'm kind of the reverse. I believe they still happen, but I'm also, you know, very cautious. Okay. Um, just because I've seen and have been a part of abuse, uh, based on people that are continuationist. Got it. So that's where I that's where I land. Um. So that being said, I believe the office of prophet. So when you read the Old Testament, Moses is a prophet. 
Um, these are mouthpieces for God. Jeremiah is a prophet. Ezekiel is a prophet. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, in the Bible, we see that. I believe that once Jesus came, the office of prophet, so to be a person who speaks on behalf of God um, to a large extent, I believe that that door is closed. We are no longer in need of a human mediator. We now have Christ as our mediator. He came. He conquered that divide that we used to have, and now we can go right to him, and we can hear right from him. It's not the same where God was using the prophets on our behalf to speak to us, to speak as well. Um, I believe that uh, this is where I make everybody mad on the, on the continuation side. Any charismatics out there? Sorry. So he's just like got rid of all listeners possible. Yeah. I'm actually like, I'm not sorry. Um, I think that people that operate in the office of prophet today are basically about as legit as the Pope Um, speaking on behalf of Christ with an authoritative tone that I don't believe they have. So, however, I, like I said before, I don't differentiate between the gifts. I believe that there can be prophecy. And I've seen prophecy, which is, tends to be shorter chunks. So when we look at the prophets that spoke, they often have long dissertations. They have almost sermon length, you know, or book length uh, utterances that talk very authoritatively about what God is saying and what God is doing. The gift of prophecy tends to be something more like a word of exhortation or it tends to be like a word of confirmation. Um, and I believe that that is a hundred percent legit. And I believe that some people operate more in that prophetic gifting than others. Uh, maybe it's more common, uh, for that person to be praying for somebody and to have a word to give to somebody. Um, I just, the office of prophet and I, there are huge ministries built around that office. I don't believe that's a thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, We're, what else so, you want to know? So so, <laughs> so in our uh, thinking back to Deuteronomy. By the way, I believe the same about apostle. I believe that's done. The apostles, the original were done. Include well, the original and Paul passed away. I believe the office of apostle is gone. No as more well. as well. Yeah. Okay. So. So um, when we're talking, going back to Deuteronomy, and we're thinking of all these different ways of how we can still interact and relate with God, what does that look like um, when we give reverence to God um, as opposed to the the normal cultural loving buddy Jesus that that we usually have? Um, Because I think there's definitely that aspect of, of, of... Many of the things that you talked about are true and and how God still continues to interact and relate with us. Um, But what does that look like in our own actions and our own reverence and in fear of God? Um, Personally, I believe that as we look at our culture and and especially, I mean, both our our culture, culture and our society culture and our um, um, Christian culture, I think we've lost the fear and reverence um, of, of God. And I think even those that claim a, a God, whether that be Yahweh, um, the one true God, and we'll get into the Shema. Can I say it again? The Lord is one. Uh, <laughs> Yahweh is our God. Uh, anyway, so when we get to that, or even those that just claim the existence of a God, I, I feel that there's no reverence and fear behind our words and our description of when we talk about God. So what does that look like for us as Christians or believers in a powerful, loving God? 
how is it that we express that fear and that reverence in our lives and in our prayers and our understanding of how God moves through those gifts? So, well, what does that look like? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And if I if I get off the <clears throat> off your original question, like steer me back. Um, I think that honestly, if you believe that there is all powerful God uh, who created the universe out of nothing, um, which this week when we recorded this podcast they have found what they think might be a planet that's 13 and a half times the size of Jupiter. Whoa. Uh, Jupiter is a lot bigger than the Earth. The big red spot on Jupiter can fit 1.3 Earths inside of it. So a God that created something that big, if you believe that there's something powerful enough to create planets and objects in the galaxy that are that huge, um, and also create complex life below and then have a plan for that life and redeem that life and to, you know, come join that little complex life and uh, love it greater than, you know, he loves anything else. Um, I think you have to revere that. And you, I think it comes down to worship and obedience, really. Um, I, I, I kind of... Like how you use the word obedience, and I know that's kind of, I don't know, sometimes we, we obedience um, to a commander, to, to rules, all, this kind of seems like a, a bad a bad thing. But, I mean, especially coming out of our kind of discussion, and, and really not just coming out, I mean, like right out of our <laughs> discussion of, of the, ten the Ten Commandments, <laughs> we... We, we get into this idea of obedience. And if we truly believe in this powerful God and this picture that's painted in 22 through 27, and then even you going outside of that by, by at least in our current culture, we know that, that there's a, a greater universe that goes outside of, of our planet earth. Um, and actually just kind of a good read, which, which I do suggest this book, which um, it's a uh, book called miracles by Eric Metaxas. And it's, it's kind of a misleading title because it's not just about miracles as we think of healing and stuff, but just the miracle of all of creation and how it is in its existence and how that must have come from something greater than ourselves mm. will bring us to reverence and a fear of God. Um, and, and that probably should come out in our actions, um, specifically through obe- our obedience. And at least in this passage, we're talking Ten Commandment-wise. And I think going forward in most of Scripture, it comes back to that idea of our the one way that we can genuinely show God our love for Him is through our obedience to him. And not to say that we're perfect because we, we can obviously see that's very clear through scripture and, and just, well, at least for me, last, what, half hour ago, you know, like, I mean, daily or constantly I'm reminded of, of my own sinfulness, but, but that desire to, to try and be obedient, I think is a way that we can show God that we love him. And I think probably offers some of that reverence, um, oh, that's, I think that's a, honestly, <coughs> obedience is a huge part. And when we hear, I mean, we're, a, we're a culture of, you don't tell me what to do. Right. Um, we're a culture of rebels We're it's bred into us at a young age. <coughs> we see even like the old, uh, the old Apple posters making fun of iPhones. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like, there was about rebelling. Um, you know, we have songs about rebelling for true freedom and, 
uh, we're a nation that was built on a rebellion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, Star Wars is about rebels being the good guys. I had to, I had to work Star Wars in there. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so to obey is negative. Mm-hmm. To obey is to be a slave or to be a mindless robot. Well, according um, to New Testament, I mean, we're supposed to be a slave to, I mean, to or Christ, a servant, yeah. right? And actually... Well, well, no, what I'm saying is our culture views that oh, as a yes, negative. Oh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we, as a culture, often see obedience as a negative, <laughs> where obedience it can actually be a positive. And I think where we've seen some of that, outside of it being, you know, permeating our culture of rebellion, mm-hmm. um, Music is rebellion. Well, even you know, so on and so forth. Even in our Christian culture, I've heard Christians say, "Well, I just I can't follow that, or I don't oh, believe yeah. that." And it's like, "Well, but but it's in the Bible." Well, I know, but I can't believe in a God that, or I can't follow that. Was, and and my my, my oh, response, man, I've, read, I've read so many times, yeah. time and time again. I'll read a, a comment on something like uh, a God that would be bigoted in that way yeah. is not a God I can worship. And, and my, my response to is then you don't believe in Jesus. And well, I just got rid of the rest of our listeners. Yeah. Um, oh no, let's carry it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll become but, the most hated podcast on iTunes. All right. <laughs> but, it, but it's one of those things that if you genuinely, genuinely believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and if you genuinely believe in a God that created all that we see and experience that is good, then how can you not get, obey God or, or do everything that he's asked you to do if you genuinely believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? I mean, who am I to argue with a God who has saved my life um, in more ways than one and continually d- does so, how can I not be obedient in every aspect of my life um, or at least try with, with all that I am? Because that's, I mean, as far as I know, that's the only way that I can genuinely show God that I love him. Well, um, we, we see, you know, even if you think of like uh, our our political system is... <clears throat> not my president. I mean, that's like a common hashtag, you know, um, or don't blame me. I voted for the other bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't even want to obey the authorities in charge because mm-hmm. we're, they're not on the same page as us. Right. Um, and we've elevated somebody else higher than that person. I think that's just kind of another example of why obedience is considered bad is because we don't recognize an authority and obey it because it's not the authority that we want. Well, we see and Christians a- don't, uh, I use that term loosely. Christians, air quotes, mm-hmm. um, do not want to uh, obey certain things because they don't like it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mesh with what they want to do. Right. They want to be, you know, their own god while also trying to be, you know. Yeah. And and in all fairness, I mean, does our society, our culture, and our sinful world always produce? Um, good authority and leaders that that lead the way they should? Well, no. Um, but at the same time, for us to take that out on a good God that, that isn't sinful um, isn't right either. Right. Well, I mean, it's just... It, so going through and reading some of the hard words in Old or New Testament, um, we say, you know, uh, sex outside of marriage, bad thing. But quote unquote Christians want that. 
they they want the here they want they want like what they can get like immediate gratification um they don't want to wait until they're married so they're going to find ways to ignore that part of scripture because they have made uh sex into a higher being than god would and that it, be an idol yeah i was uh, we use that term so many times in the past i was going to I was going to say it's it's in the uh but yeah they they make their idols just as powerful is God, and so they're willing to push the true God out of the way in favor of their idols. Mm-hmm. There, as in Ezekiel, they have exchanged the truth for a lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their hearts are hardened, and we're just well. They make themselves their own God, and yeah, God is God, and we'll find out later on. I'm going to keep going back to six the Shema and yeah. that whole area where we talk about again God being a jealous God, but but how I'm always encouraged by that word. All right, so 28 through 6-3, and then um, I don't think we're getting into the Shema tonight. Yeah, we got about 15 minutes. So. Okay. So verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 28. And the Lord heard your words when you spoke to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard the words, and so we're talking when we're, and the Lord spoke to me, we're talking about Moses. Am I correct in saying that? Oh, uh, heard- at this point, so the people spoke to uh, Moses and so well, the Lord heard he said, your he words. Said, yeah, this is this is hard. You okay. you talk to him, not us. Right. And so, okay. Yeah. So he the says Lord the heard, Lord heard your words. He's actually saying Moses is saying the Lord heard the assembly's words. Right. And then when you spoke to me, being that Moses. Yeah. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart as this always to fear me. Oh, I didn't even, uh, I forgot that that was there. To fear me and to keep all my commandments. Well, bam, that's like what we just finished talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That it might go well with them and with their descendants forever. Go and say to them, return to your tents, but you stand here by me and I will tell you the whole commandment and the statutes and the rules that you shall teach them and that they may do them in the land that I am giving them to possess. You shall be careful, therefore, to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall not walk in the way that the Lord your God commanded you, that you may live and that it may go well with you, and you, that you, you may made, live. You put a not in there. That Did I? I'm sorry. You shall walk in all the ways. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You shall walk in the way that the Lord your God has commanded <laughs> you. Sorry. Um, that you may live and that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. Well, kind of going there, um, I saw some um, some stuff that that I thought was 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 actually really cool because I mean we talked about the fear um, and obey and and basically obedience or keeping my commands in verse thirty, um, and then I also said or, or it was kind of one of those where it's almost a non selfish explanation of why we should obey those commands. Um, I mean, first of all, we should, we should fear God and, and that's kind of, um, our, our obedience and our love to him. But then it says, um, so that you shall walk in the way that the Lord, your God has commanded you that you may live, that it may go well with you. And I think he says that twice in that passage. Um, so really these commandments are really for the good of their society Mm -hmm. and really the new land that God is going to give them in Joshua, so the book right after Deuteronomy. Well, we'll we'll get to Joshua in ten years. Okay, that's that sounds good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot in there. Um, there's a uh, back to that obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's a uh, promise of blessing that coincides with that obeying um, throughout 
that section saying, hey, if you obey my words. And I think that like we often twist that a little bit and say, if we obey God, all things will be all good all the time. But uh, what I guess you could really point this at is that obeying God, he will always be with you. And that really is kind of the the beginning of that blessing. Um, it, there's a, uh, yeah, there's a promise here that you'll live long in the land and so on and so forth. But he's never at any point saying that they will be without trials right? Um, or without struggles. So I, I don't want to like go tie, tie that obedience to um, a perfect, happy, healthy life. Right. Like things can still happen. But I think overall... Um, but but I think I think if you're talking about especially as we the earlier part and I mean when we're talking about God establishing a society that is that is different and better than the surrounding nations, if you have commands that lead to things going well with you and um, and, and a healthy society, I think that that's a powerful um, that that's a powerful picture of what God can do when we do obey his commands. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, not promising a perfect life, not promising um, that there won't be struggles, but promising that, that God will work through his people and through his society right. for their betterment and for the betterment of the world, um, I think is a message that we as Christians can take to heart and realizing that, that when we obey God's commands, that although life is not going to be always necessarily easy or perfect, um, people will see a better way to live, um, and it will be to the betterment of our lives, to the betterment of our households, um, and even to the the betterment of society as people see that God's commands and Him working in our lives is better than than what the society, culture, or the authorities, whether we like or dislike, um, have to offer. Yeah, I often have, especially when you get into the political seasons and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which th- this year was kind of a quiet one mm-hmm. um, after last year's. Yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> but uh, if we recognize God as a true authority over all and we continue to obey him and uh, worship him and recognize his position as God, um there's a lot less anxiety and fear about who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, even it, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not reason to get involved in politics or anything like that, but there's definitely a difference in mindset when that's when your chief end is to worship God as mm-hmm. opposed to your chief end is to freak out over everything else. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I think it's important also to remember within that that it says. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left, reminding us that, that these are, are God's commandments. Um, they were brought to us, you know, out of fire, out of the, the cloud and deep darkness. Um, and really, that the, these were, were really final. They, they were not meant for negotiation. What? What's interesting about that, ter- that uh, you should not turn to the right hand or the left. We've read that before in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a common phrase. Uh at one point it was talking about actually journeying through the land. Like you will physically walk that straight line. Um, and then here it, it looks more into the spiritual. You will not, you know, turn aside to the left or right. You will continue on that same journey. You will not let the outside things distract you. Hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. I'd okay. have to do more study to get more out of it, but it's right. kind of a, you know, don't let the people of the lands distract you. Don't let the trading and the money and the the problems of the land distract you. 
go straight forward, don't turn to your left or your right. And then here, going into the land, don't turn away from these commands. Don't go off into something else. Continue to go straight and, and don't worry about the rest okay. kind of thing. Very cool. And it's kind of unfinished thought, but interesting. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. All right. So... <laughs> Let's go through three. Now, All right. you, got, you got like eight minutes. Okay, go. six, one through three. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, um, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life and that your days may be long Hear, therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them that it may go well with you and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers has promised you in the land flowing with milk and honey. So uh, that's probably actually might go well with the Shema. So maybe we'll just kind of end there. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we'll start there next week. We'll start. On six or was we'll six, six one right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think right. that might be a good lead in we as we get in. We give you all a teaser, right? Absolutely. Um, and then I, I did some. I was doing some stuff, and I never. I've always heard the flowing with milk and honey stuff before, mm-hmm. but I read something that kind of went a little bit deeper and, and really got me thinking through that. But we'll talk about that next week. All right, and you should probably get some goat milk and some honey and try it. Okay, that's fair. I like goat cheese. I've never had goat milk, bro. I haven't either. I've but, had goat cheese, know, though. I love goat cheese. I'm assuming they had goat milk because, like, the whole cow milk thing is kind but of a newer... Where would you even buy goat? I mean, can you buy goat milk from, like, Jungle Kroger? Gyms. Jungle Jones, uh, maybe? Kroger, maybe? The right okay. Kroger, maybe. All right. I don't know. Oh, find a, um, maybe a Mediterranean grocer. Oh, okay. If you try that, you have to let me know. <clears throat> or we have to YouTube it. Well, One of the two. Either YouTube I... it or bring it next week and we'll just drink it together. I'm not, I'm not drinking. You are, yes. No. Well, why not? Do you put the honey in the goat milk, or do you, like... I don't know. I mean, it's like, hey, I just ate some honey and drank some... We didn't say it would be good. That's what the that's <laughs> what the honey's for. Yeah. Right? Ugh. The honey, the, the milk is just your basic you, needs. Have your... you ever had those, like, the, the like, hard and drizzle honey that you... I think it's, like, deep-fried honey you can get from, like, an Indian restaurant. No, I love oh, Indian, geez. though. Oh, mm. There's no way it's good for you. Oh. Come on, deep-frying honey. Come on. <laughs> Deep frying anything tastes good, but yeah, it's not, doesn't mean it is good no for you. No real food. Hey, check us out All at Vakash.com. Right. No, don't go there because I don't know what's there. Pod, <laughs> wait. Vakash.podbean.com. Close enough. Check out our Facebook at something Pod, Facebook.com slash. Uh, you know what? If you found this website, <laughs> <laughs> you at least partially know where to get us. Uh, and if you want to send us a new microphone, uh, we'll probably have a new one by the time <laughs> this is posted. But and if, if you're really interested in our Facebook stuff, go to like last week's post. Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> and uh, I'll put out the call for you to send us free microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. All right. Uh, Good, goodbye. Bye. I don't know. Adios. Yeah, hey, we're, we're going in different language. Uh, Adios. Uh, uh, Do we have any Spanish? Adios. I don't know. No, Do we have any listeners mostly in Mexico like or? Oh. I'll check. I'll check the map again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. So, all right. What's that? Yeah. Can I say bye in like Great Britain? Sure. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>